Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Today we're in week six of our sermon series called Finding Joy. And as you know, what we're doing in this series is delving into and wrestling with how it is that you and I can find and live into lives that are filled to overflowing with joy by working through the eight pillars of joy. So far in this series, we have examined pillar number one, which is perspective. Pillar two, humility. Pillar three, acceptance. Pillar four, forgiveness. And then last week, we learned about pillar number five, which is compassion. And so this week, to continue to build on what we have already learned about finding joy through the first five pillars, which I hope is already changing your life, we're going to be getting into pillar number six, which is generosity. And given that today is one of the most sacred holidays of the year, and I'm talking Father's Day here, baby, we're going to be using good fathers in general and my father in particular to help us to see why living generosity is a necessary part of finding joy. So what happens when I take a moment and think back through my childhood, in my entire life for that matter, when it comes to the role that my father played, what I see in my mind's eye is my dad lived a life of generosity. Now, of course, my mom was a huge part of that as well, but she's already had her day, so I'm not talking about her today. I'm talking about my dad and all good dads for that matter. So moms, you need to back off. This is our day. Now, what I mean about Uh, What I mean when I talk about living a life of generosity is that as soon as my brothers and I were born, my dad's life became more about us than it did himself. For some perspective, way back in the good old days when I was born in 1977, my dad, after working his way through college with one kid already, was in the process of finishing up pharmacy school when I was born. And the reason my father was facing the daunting task of pharmacy school in the first place is because he knew this would make for a better life for his family in the long run. So that meant for three years, my dad not only put in 40 to 50 hours a week trying to pass classes like organic chemistry and pharmacology, which is enough in itself, but my dad, because he already had a family, was working on top of that just to make ends meet. Then right after pharmacy school was over, he didn't take time to catch his breath. He didn't do any kind of soul searching. No, because he had a family, he went to work. Or from the time that I can remember, whether in retail or in a hospital setting or as a consultant, my dad has been working eight to 10 hours a day, five to six days a week to make sure that we not only had everything we needed, but also to provide us with every possible opportunity. Or for the last 45 years or so, whether he felt like it or not, whether he wanted to or not, my dad got his butt out of bed and went to work. But not only did my dad give himself to his work, because it made it for a great life for us. I mean, that's part of the reason. But it's also the case that my dad, he took great pride in taking care of the people he served. My dad was all about making sure his people got what they needed and were treated well. I mean, I can remember many times as a kid when I would go and see him and visit him while he was at work, watching him not only do what he needed to do to get people the drugs they needed, right? Which is important if you've ever needed a drug. But I would watch as my dad called people by name stop to talk to them, even though it was just going to add more time to his day, because my dad truly cared for the people that he got to serve. 
oh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that my dad was called to be a pharmacist. Yeah. This is what God created him to do and to be. He was this legal drug dealer, right? Then beyond my dad's work, when we were kids, oftentimes my dad didn't go home. He didn't just sit in his chair, which I'm sure is what he wanted to do after work. No, my dad then went to work at a second job, which was being a coach. Or, or my dad, up until we basically got into high school, coached almost every team me and my brothers ever played on, from soccer to basketball to baseball, which meant that most weeknights when he got off work, he headed directly to practice. And then on the weekends, he was driving us all over the state of Kansas and Oklahoma so that we could go out and do what we loved to do, which was playing ball. From my recollection, my dad did everything in his power to coach, attend, or be a part of any kind of extracurricular activities we were ever a part of, which he did on top of working 50 to 60 hours a week. And it's also the case that there's never been a moment in my life where if I really needed something, I mean really needed something, or just needed to talk, where my dad wouldn't stop whatever it was he was doing, no matter what he was doing, and make time for me. Make time for all of us, which is something he still does. Even now that I'm adult, my dad takes time every couple of months to drive five hours up here to the middle of nowhere, Kansas, to spend time with me and also to spoil my girls. But I think the most important thing I watch my father do over the years, which is something that I think that has shaped me the most, is that my father seems to be really, really good at facing up to his shortcomings or examining his life to see what it is that he is getting wrong. And there's a lot of things that he's gotten wrong over the years. He'll be the first to admit. But then doing what he needs to do to make some changes. And there's a lot of examples I can give of this, but the most significant change I've ever seen my father make is how my dad went from being a drug addict to finding sobriety and then devoting his life to helping others find and live into their own sobriety, something he still do, does tell this day. It's a huge part of his life. Now, of course, that's not just how my father chose to live his life. Like my, my dad's a saint or something. No, when you think about it, this seems to be the way that every good father chooses to live their lives in their own way. They're not all going to do the same thing. But what I've found is that good fathers do what they need to do to help their families thrive to help their families do great things. And if you've ever had a good father, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have your own example. You have your own stories to tell. So with that in mind, what I want you to do is I want you to take a moment to thank God right where you are for the gift of good fathers. And by the way, you sitting out there, you better cheer as loud for your dad as you would your mom. I'm listening. Let's give God some praise for that. All right. I don't think that's as loud as what it is for your mom. You might need to try harder. Okay, so now that we have a picture of what it means to live a life of generosity given to us through the acts of good fathers, now let me get into why this is a necessary part of finding and living joy. So, I can remember before I became a father myself, spending some time thinking about all the things that my father did for me and my brothers, and wondering that, when I became a father, would I have the ability to do the same thing? Or to live that same kind of generosity when it came to my kids? Because of course, before you actually become a father and are so wrapped up in yourself that you can't see anything else, it sure seems like a daunting task to live that kind of generosity. Or to just give away all that money and all that time and all that energy so your kids will not be a mess. 
But what I discovered when I became a father for myself almost 12 and a half years ago is that the secret behind living a life of generosity, especially when it comes to your own kids, but also for everything else, is that living generosity is actually way better than living a life of selfishness. That's right. Contrary to popular belief, living generosity is way better than living a selfish life. Or now that I'm a father myself, I understand that the reason why my father gave so much of his life for us was not necessarily because he was this amazing, unselfish guy, although in part he was that. No, the reason why my father gave us so much was because in giving or in living a life of generosity, he got way more out of it than he put into it. Or he found way more joy in giving than he did receiving which ultimately means generosity is not just something we do for others. No, this is something we also do for ourselves. Or as the book of Acts has been proclaiming for about the last 2,000 years, it really is better to give than it is to receive. Or to try to make this a bit more practical, when I think back through my life, all the success, all the stuff that I have, and just how blessed I truly am in so many ways, there's no doubt that I have found some joy in some stuff and, and different experiences. But what's even more true than that is that where I found the most joy in my life is not in success or in getting what I want. No, where I find that joy is in giving to my girls or living a life of generosity towards them. I mean, I get to be two, or excuse me, I get to be one of the two main people who get to provide them with everything they need to become who God created them to be. I mean, I can't even tell you how much joy I have experienced as a father who gets to help build my girls this incredible launching pad so that when the time comes, they can take off into the world and go out and do great things. Or how many of you moms and dads know exactly what I'm talking about? Yeah, there is nothing better. There's nothing that brings me any more joy than that. But here's the amazing thing about generosity that, that fatherhood brings to life for all things. Is that giving to your children is not the only thing that will bring more joy in your life. No, becoming a generous person in every part of your life will help you find even more joy. And to help you see why this is true, what I want you to do is I want you to think back to that one thing you just had to have because you thought it was going to make you happy, thought it was going to bring you some joy. Maybe it was a TV, maybe it was a house, a car. I don't know, whatever it is, I just want you to bring that thing you had to have to mind. Got it? Okay, now what I want you to do next is I want you to think about a time when you practiced generosity. Maybe it was given to the church, some organization that's doing great things. Maybe you found a person in need and you gave to them. So do you got that in mind? Now what I want you to do, while holding both of those in your mind, is to see which one of those memories brings you more joy. Or which one of those recollections fills you with warm and fuzzies and makes you feel proud. Well, if you're anything like me, that thing that you just had to have now just sits there in your life not doing much of anything but getting in the way, right? While remembering that time you lived generosity, it fills you with joy because you got to make a difference, right? Which, by the way, is a biblical truth that continues to be backed by the latest scientific findings. Or here is just some of what science is telling us about how giving really is better than receiving. 
One study showed that generosity was so important to our survival that the reward centers of our brain light up as strongly when we give as when we receive, sometimes even more so. Generosity seems to be so powerful that according to research um, done by David McClendon and Carol Kirchner, just thinking about it, right? This is not doing it. This is just thinking about it. Significantly increases the production of antibody salivary immunoglobulin A, which is a protein used in our immune system. It's, it's something that helps us to feel better and to be better most of the time. Dunn found that older adults with hypertension, hypertension have decreased blood pressure when they're assigned to spend money on others rather than on themselves. And Morris Okun and his colleagues found that volunteering reduces the risk of death by 24%. Or as you can see, across the board, generosity has been associated with better and longer life expectancy, which is where you're going to find even more joy. Ultimately showing that even according to science, that giving really is better than receiving. And oh yeah, don't, don't start worrying or anything. If you're looking for a place to get involved and give, um, so you can live longer, better lives. I'm just going to let you know, we've got plenty of spots that we need to fill. And if you're not going to this church, I'm sure your church has it as well, especially given that we've got VBS coming up at the end of the month. So just kind of keep that in mind. And by the way, you're welcome. You're welcome. When we ask you to give, when we ask you to get involved, what we're doing is actually making your life better. So again, you're welcome. Okay, so now what I hope you're starting to see clearly as we've gone through all of that, is that contrary to popular belief, or contrary to the message of our consumeristic society, when it comes to finding joy, joy is not something you're going to find much of if you are only about yourself, if you're only about stuff. No, where you're going to find the most joy is when you choose to live a life of generosity, or live a life that is more about giving than it is receiving which means your assignment for this week and again for the rest of your life, is you need to stop being so stingy and selfish and begin to give. Or to go out and live lives that are all about generosity because that's where you're going to find and experience some of that joy that you've been chasing after your whole life. Some of that joy that you thought you could buy from the store. You can't because it's more blessed to give it is to receive. Let us pray. Father, again, we come to you this morning, and our hope is as we continue through this series of finding joy, that as we get more and more of this in us, Lord, we're finding joy all over the place in our lives. But today, oh Lord, help us to come to terms with the fact that it really is better to give than it is to receive. Even science is proclaiming this. And we can even tell by when we think back to when we give and when we receive and what's better. So, Lord, help us today. Not only get this in our minds, you know, something that we know. Help us now to go out and live it. So that in living it, we can find even more joy for ourselves. We ask this song, Jesus Christ. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.